0: Now, from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto, home, life, business, boat, motorcycle, whatever it may be. They will make sure that you are completely insured. They'll update policies. They'll do everything they can to save you money. It's all at Purdy, Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to PurdyInsurance.com, and we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, Fourth Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Happy Monday to you. Great to have you with us. So uh, today, shoot around. Had a chance to say hi and talk with Brad Stevens. Who led Butler to the Final Four twice and was the head coach of the Celtics for many years. You know you know what the first question he
1: asked me, Matt, when we were chit chatting? Oh I'm sure the usual restraining orders. He's
0: like he says that suit dude isn't with you, is he? <laughs> like I said it's like
2: S U I mean, T that spells suit da I'm three
0: hundred and sixty miles away, the guy like it haunts you. <laughs> it just haunts you. Oh, my
1: goodness. All right. I think that sums up the football weekend. <laughs>
0: well, it was, you know, you've got two teams that go toe-to-toe in the center of the rink for three and a half hours. And, you know, this, there are separators that happen. And the separators uh, are going to be, you're going to look back at a long game. And, you know, I know everybody looks at, at the at right away to the, uh, the fake field goal. That part I got. You know, and I understand that. But there's more to it than just that along the way. Um, and one of them is I'll give you one offensive play and one defensive play where you need to have all 11 people doing their job on a play in football to make it work on both sides of the ball. If you don't, then it doesn't work, right? And I'll give you two examples where you've got to be able to make the play when the play is there. So I'll do one offense and one defense, All right, We you know. And again, you know, we don't, don't, when it comes to the the fake field goal. Okay, everybody, you know, that's been discussed by everybody across the board, obviously. Uh, and James then talked about it in that interview. Jack and I did it. But one was the wheel route down the sideline. And Sean Clifford, right, who had to fight his way through a day under duress, steps up and puts the ball in the absolute perfect spot to make the play. And it's dropped. That play is either going to be a big play or even better it's going to be a big play touchdown because he is he is beyond two yards with speed beyond the defender and i didn't see a safety coming over to help at all i think he would have scored on that play you got to be able to make the catch you got to make. i mean this is this is not a hard catch you now it's one thing to sit there and do the spectacular, make a great catch, but you got to make all the ones that that are put in put into your hands in a in a spot and your quarterback, your line protected well enough so he could throw it. everybody else cleared out so you could get a one on one opportunity. You win your battle in a one on one opportunity and you don't catch it. Okay. Michigan didn't have a drop like that in the game. And then here's another one. On a Michigan touchdown drive, Penn State's got Michigan third and long. At this point, you're playing down a distance, and the player, see, I'm not naming names. I'm not, I'm not big into naming names. Player gets himself into position to make the tackle on a guy like Haskins. Now, Haskins, you know, this is not – Haskins is not a big-time speed back or anything like that. But man alive, he is built, and he is somebody who's got power, and he's got determination. And instead of rapping, fundamental, rap, boom, and take him down to the ground, you want to body block him to the ground because body block looks really cool on TV. Can't do it. you got to rap. You gotta wrap and take him down. You gotta you gotta get your arms around him and you gotta fundamentally take him down to the ground. You just can't expect to boom hit this guy. That guy's not gonna do that. He's too good a running back, too powerfully built to do that too. You gotta, to, you know, those are the fundamentals. Okay? A fundamental play. Gotta catch it. Okay? this wasn't like I had to reach way out. This was like I had to go back. The ball was over right there, lobbed into the basket. You got to catch it, All right? I get the running back there, short of the first down. Boom, wrap. Fundamentally, take him down. You want to watch a guy tackle? Watch Vincent Gray, number four for Michigan. I walked out of there more impressed with him. Than any player out there on Saturday, in terms of how he played the game. And he, that's a good tackler, good football player. Yeah, you know, probably snuck under all of your radars, which I understand. But gee whiz, I mean, I was I walked out of there really impressed uh, by him because of how he played, how he tackled. People weren't breaking tackles on him because he wraps you up and takes you down. And, you know, those are just two plays you have out there. I don't know how many plays were run on Saturday. Um, Between the two teams, I think they ran about 160 plays between the two of them. I think Penn State ran 86 uh, in the game. So about 160 plays between the two teams were run on Saturday. Well, in those 160 plays, you're going to have five or six that just swing the game one way or the other. Those are two of the plays right there that may go under the radar where you just sit there and say, you know what? They don't get a touchdown if you drop him to the ground. Penn State gets a touchdown if you make that catch. I mean, those are just a couple plays right there among many along the way. Your quarterback's been under duress. You know, 12 tackles for losses is too many. You know, you run 86 plays. So you got 12 tackles for losses in the game. I mean, you know, gave up seven sacks, three on the opening drive. Uh, I mean, that's that's a lot they handle. But, you know, so what, 14% of your plays that you ran on Saturday ended up being a loss? It's hard to play like that. Clifford played hard, played his guts out. I thought Kevon Lee ran the ball well. Dotson's got more guts than... You know, I thought Ellis Brooks played. Ellis Brooks played a phenomenal game. 16 tackles. I, mean, I thought Katie played a phenomenal game. Stout ended up being the Big Ten um, Special Teams Player of the Week. I mean, so I mean that's how I viewed it. I mean, Matt, I don't know how you
1: viewed it um, along the way. Um I definitely think there is even keel here as far as who the blame pie goes to. You have to catch the football, you have to wrap up, you have to execute. I didn't I didn't like that that play call to uh, Right. On on the fi- well, no. on the final fourth down. I, I would have liked to see you go oh, to Parker point, Washington. Oh, yeah. Um yeah. I would like to see him targeted. It's in terms of a guy that hasn't yeah. hasn't been targeted a whole lot. So, but but I thought on the opposite side, I thought the drive to take the lead was excellent play calling. You were given the ball to your number one guy in Dotson. But you're but I thought when you flip over, you're right. You have to do all those things on the on the player side of things. So I think there was equal blame here in this one.
0: It's just one of those. I mean, look, the two really good teams. I mean, McNamara played well for Michigan not great uh the touchdown pass to Wilson was a great throw the second touchdown pass to Wilson was a great throw um other than that like i thought he played okay I mean, he played you know, he played well not great you know he fumbled the ball see that was the other part too you get the big takeaway the place is going berserk I mean, it, it kind of sounded like your house on Christmas morning, uh, and no, you're right though. And the pl- the place is going berserk. And you know, it's it's interesting. You you get a field goal and take the lead, but you know, I've done this job for a long time. You get greedy, and my thought was, oh, they needed seven there.
1: Yep, totally agree. You know,
0: you're you feel like you're point blank. You're in point-blank range, and, boy, you could really use seven right here. I mean, you, a score gives you the lead, but, boy, it just felt like they needed seven there. You uh, know, and that's uh, – that's, that was one of those where it's like, oh, uh, kind of sat back and went, it's great there in front, but the greedy part of me wanted seven out of that because I just felt like that just gave you a little – mentally, that gives you just a better cushion. And I think that, you know, that's that's how I viewed it. Because uh, you showed – I mean, I thought they showed a tremendous amount of guts in the fourth quarter on that drive. They got the ball knocked down, you know – got knocked down deep they get the three and out they get the punt and they get it at their own 47 they go 53 yards they convert three fourth downs including the touchdown play to warren which is a really good throw a really terrific catch then you go for two they run the back shoulder which they've been working really hard on that back shoulder throw and that back shoulder it paid off the dots and uh, for two, they tie the game up. Have a Katie makes a big play. Brooks gets the recovery. I mean, this is like, you know, and the place is going crazy. And also, oh, I he sits there and got, ah, you know, it just couldn't get, they could not get the, um, that extra four points on that, on that drive right there. Like, uh, you know. And yeah, you know now you look back and you know you could add three earlier in the game. It was also a field goal that hit the upright. Where you just tell Jordan hit it, hit it wrong. You tell he hit it wrong right away. I I even called it. It was a low line drive, right? And he doesn't hit line drives. Stout does not hit line drives. I mean, when he kicks it, it is boom, high, majestic, and bam. I mean, you can tell in practice when he's kicking, there's a sound. Right? it's a little bit different. That one you could just tell he I, he slightly mishit it because that's not that's not the trajectory of the of a field goal he kicks. So those missed opportunities just kill you along the way. All right, we got Dave Tricini today at three thirty-five. We've got Jerry Dulac on the Steelers' uh, magnificent tie yesterday, and Rich Scarcella in the final half hour. So full show today. We'll take a break. We're in Amherst. Where the Litten Lions take on UMass tonight at seven. I'm beginning at six thirty. Two weeks from today, Santa graces our airwaves. How about that? Oh my almighty! Yes, even Doug's excited. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Purdy Insurance
1: fourth and one he gives to Gordon and Gordon is knocked down football comes loose Eagles come up with it Slay picks it up Slay running with the ball
0: and Slay takes off to the far side of the field to the 30 to the 40 Slay running away from people Slay at the 40 the 30 the 20 10 5 touchdown I think (laughs) Darius Slay what a play what a play You, sir, are my hero. It's the NFL right now where Denver can go into Dallas and blow them out. And then Philadelphia can go into Denver and they can really win with relative ease. I thought they won with relative ease yesterday. I don't know about you. It kind of felt like they had control of the entire game. They did. Well, yeah, good win for them yesterday. Best win of Very the year win. for them. Oh, i oh, wait till the Jets game. You'll you'll be I mean you'll be swaggering all over
1: the place. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see.
0: Oh, the lack of
1: confidence you show
0: in your team is just so. It's disheartening to be honest with you.
1: No, we'll we'll see in. If they beat him like fifty to nothing, then maybe, or if they beat him like twenty to ten, then I'd still put this ahead.
0: <laughs> Look, the entire league is like this. We're gonna to talk to Jerry Dulac um, at four oh six today. I mean, let's be honest about Matt. You know, and I've talked about this a lot. I think there are a lot of really good teams out there. I think there are not there are no great teams. And it's been like this for a long time now. We're really, really good is good enough to win the whole thing. I just don't think there are really any great dominant teams anymore. Uh, I think you get teams that can get on a roll and in being on a roll um, it's good enough to carry them for a period of time, but i I don't see greatness out there, and that's why Denver can go into Arlington and beat Dallas um, with ease and then go back home and lose i mean I mean that's how I look at it. I just think that that's, that's the way it is. I mean, look look at how Tampa Bay is playing now. Washington had a great performance yesterday, especially on the day where they lost Chase Young. And that was, uh, um, you know, that's a big win against the defending Super Bowl champion. And I think that's the way you've seen that in college football, too. I mean, it's like, you know, we talk about great teams all the time. Uh, uh, And I I just think that that's, that's where we are now in sports. You know, Milwaukee Bucks, really good team. Not a great team. Atlanta Braves, really good team. Not a great team well you're seeing in this year the nfl a lot of really good teams no great teams which goes perfectly into your idea of where the eagles are with management
1: you know what that's actually a very good comparison yes well, that's why I'm here.
0: <laughs> Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is The Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors studio, here's Steve Jones. All right, Sunbury Motors, Fourth Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors kia Routes 11 and 15. Almost warp online at sunburymotors.com. And today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto, home, life, business. Boat, motorcycle, whatever it may be. They'll take care of all your insurance needs. They'll do everything they can to save you money. They'll take great care of their policy, which means they're taking great care of you because customer service means everything. It's all at Purdy Insurance, Market Street, and somebody. Go to PurdyInsurance.com. Penn State basketball tonight. I'm here in Amherst looking out at the campus as I speak as the Nittany Lions take on UMass this evening at 7. I'm beginning at 6.30. And then uh, later in the week, it'll be St. Francis on Thursday night at 7, and then Saturday, Rutgers at noon. Bucknell football coming up at 1 o'clock senior day as uh, Bucknell will take on Holy Cross, joined by the head coach of Bucknell, Dave Cicchini. Dave, uh, first of all, welcome. It's great to have you with us.
2: Thanks. Appreciate it. All
0: right, Dave, uh, how tough is it to get a team like Army off schedule and what kind of role does that play in a game when you can't?
2: Yeah, it's uh, you know a different animal than you're used to playing. You know, the the, the triple option is is a rare offense. You know, you, you likely see it once a year at best. And uh, it's tough because you got to train your scout team a different way. You got to train your defenders a different way because it it really is a different animal. And it is based off of that. Just you know, again, people used to call it three yards in a cloud of dust, but uh, it's it's really much more finesse than that. They force you to play assignment football and and in the end, when they're just a, a little bit bigger and stronger than you are, uh, we all they have to do is break one tackle and that, you know, three yard gain becomes a six yard, eight yard, ten yard gain. Uh and, you know, just uh, with as, as well as they executed it against us on Saturday, we really struggled. I mean, there were a lot of times that we took the field and we were out, our defense was out there for 14, 15, 16 snaps in a row and just just couldn't get you know, forced Army into a punt uh, and couldn't turn the football over, and, and and that made for a long day.
0: When you're in a situation like that, what kind of role does depth play in it, or better yet, the lack thereof, because you're a 63 scholarship program?
2: Yeah, it, it definitely makes an issue, because if you think of just, uh, it, it is – harder to play you know, play for play it's harder to play on defense than it is on offense you get worn out faster and you know throughout the course of a one of those 15 play drives you've got to shuttle guys in and out you can't keep the same 11 of them out there they just get worn down we're already banged up as it is uh, and you're right we, we've got a lot fewer scholarships than than an FBS program certainly has uh, and that and that makes it challenging, especially late in the season. Being uh, as uh, uh, banged up as we already were, you know, particularly on the defensive line, that really hurt. You know, we already moved a linebacker there, a tight end to defensive line. We even moved a, our our backup center to to off uh, to defensive line through the course of the game, and it still wore our players down as the, as the game went on. But yeah, you know, I, I give her all that. I give our kids credit. I mean, we we certainly didn't quit, and and we played some of our best football on the day as the game went
0: on right exactly um i've always felt like in the situation you're in i'd almost rather open the season with this team because at least it gives you time to get ready for it i think having to do it with just a couple of practices during the course of the week because of the style i think that's awfully difficult to do it because the window it's not just a week it's far shorter than i think the fan realizes
2: Right, yeah, you're looking at three practices uh you know really three two and a half hour practices to go out there and prepare your team for for, you know, not just a, a uh, you know, opponent that's, you know, bigger, faster, stronger than you, but again, having that style uh, of offense uh, is rough. And, and you're absolutely right. I, I much prefer to play these games, you know, the opening game of the season, uh, because you do get a lot more time. You can introduce it slowly through your your uh, August camp and, and get guys accustomed to it, uh, you know, as opposed to like this season, it, it didn't make sense for us to introduce it in august camp when the game is until you know mid november
0: exactly dave you don't have a lot of seniors on this team we've talked about how young this team is and also how banged up you are but your seniors will be involved in their last game at christie on saturday what is the senior class meant to you especially somebody who's come into the job like you have
2: yeah, it it's a group of young men that again were sophomores uh when uh, we took over uh, the program. Our staff came in, and, and they had just finished a, a one in 10 season of their own. And, and you're trying to change the culture. And a lot of these guys, you know, right from the get go, embraced the changes that we had and that we were making and, and, and turning things around. And and they invested in, in what we asked them to do. And, and they're a great group of men. There's just not enough of them. Uh, you know, 12 guys in the senior class, you know, conversely, we're playing Holy Cross this week got 29 uh in their yeah. senior class and and you know in the Patriot League the team that has the best uh group of seniors typically wins the championship year in and year out so they knew they had a tall order we talked about it a lot and it's just unfortunately that that the majority of our 12 seniors uh um, you know have not been available to, to to play for some or all of this season and and that's made uh you know a tough challenge even tougher you know that being said you know a number of guys just to give you an example Taryn Earl right our our senior quarterback who was you know taking the reins and had such a great preseason camp and and uh, was a captain and he, he uh, tears his ACL in the very first game of the season and someone like that to see what he's done to this for this program despite you know his career basically being done and, and having to have surgery uh, you know in the middle of the season but still staying plugged in uh, with the program motivating our guys giving pre-game speeches uh, helping our younger quarterbacks backs during the game from the sideline i mean just it, it's it's so awesome as a coach to see somebody who who really doesn't have to do that he could really just as easily say hey you know uh, no more i'm done i'm going to turn the page i'm going to get my life started and start thinking about what's happening next now that my football career is over but uh, we've had guys like Taryn who have hung in there uh, and really done their best and, and that's really appreciated by our coaches
0: obviously in in fbs something that we have to deal with you know you know and i'm talking about as announcers all the time who's changing teams because obviously the transfer portal is active do you have to find an fcs that you have to also do a job re-recruiting guys and in that case how, how valuable are seniors that that stick with you all the way through
2: oh invaluable I mean you're exactly right it is something that that definitely with each passing year you know particularly since the NCAA removed the restriction where you have to you know if you're uh, transferring up or sideways in, in your division uh, you have to sit right. out for a year now that that rule has been removed uh, you you have to be very much uh, cognizant about your players and, and and making sure that that guys stick with it um, you know you worry about both ends of the spectrum the guy that are buried on the depth chart. You don't want them to be frustrated and leave hoping to find you know greener pastures elsewhere but conversely uh, you know you also look at the players that are having the best years right and, and the, the possibility that you know someone might come along from you know at the FBS level major college football and, and sweep your best players and take them away from you as well so it's it's really a, a big challenge and, and you know you're absolutely right that the team that can stick together the classes that can stick together and say hey we're in this together and, and we're investing. And 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 that, to, to be honest, is a little bit easier at a place like Bucknell when you have so much more than just football that you're here for. You've got the education, uh, you've got uh, the campus environment that we have here that 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 makes leaving harder. Uh, but it's it's certainly something that that, that allure is is always there to, to test the transfer portal waters.
0: Well, I'm sitting here in Amherst, so I'm not that far from Worcester. Uh, Holy Cross, you mentioned, with the 29 seniors. When you look at them as a coach, you you know, I throw on the video, what just jumps out to you right away?
2: Well, I tell you what, they're exactly what we hope to be here in another year or two. Uh, You know, they play uh, smart football, Uh, they've got great schemes offensively, defensively, special teams, but they've got a group of seniors who you know have had uh you know all of their time you know with their their head coach and and have have gone through that rebuilding process and built that program up to where it is right now uh and they've had some consistency and and they've got experience they're they're playing uh with a lot of poise and and confidence they are talented players but again. Uh, it's just really um, nice to see a team that is uh, really it putting it all together. They're not just based solely off of their talent or their speed or, or their size. So, so I look at their program and say that's where we need to be. We're building for that. That's that's our benchmark. And, and uh, you know, if we if our returning players can do that, uh, we got a shot of doing that. Certainly next year, and an even greater shot of that uh, year after that.
0: Yeah, you'll get there. You'll get there. But it starts on Saturday with uh, Holy Cross, and I wish you nothing but the best of luck. And I thank you so much for your valuable time today, Dave.
2: All right, no problem, Steve. Anytime.
0: All right, Dave Tricchini, head football coach at Bucknell. Coming up in the next half hour, uh, we'll change gears and talk about the Steelers with Jerry Dulac after their really impressive tie yesterday with Detroit. Okay. Well, maybe it wasn't impressive. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. Um. Sorry. Not the word you're looking for. No, señor. No, señor. No, señor. I couldn't believe when I saw Brad Stevenson and I'm talking to him. And the first thing he the first thing he brought up, he says, "Like the that suit dude is here, isn't here, is he?" I said no.
2: S-U-I-T. That spells suit.
0: It comes up everywhere. I mean, did you listen to that that commercial for the car wash there? I did, yes. Who's that playing Clark?
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, I couldn't tell you.
0: I, all I know is that that's, you know. Clark.
1: Some random dude who I see it every day, that's all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a scary, sc- I mean, I'm telling you right now, I was hoping the acting lessons would pay off. Because I just think it would be good for us. <laughs> Uh, all right. Back with more uh, in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK.
2: In the shotgun, Rudolph takes the snap. Throws the out. It's pulled in by Friar Muth. And the ball is out, and they dive for it. And I think the Lions have fallen on it. Yep,
0: it is Deshaun Hand who ended up with the football on Friar Muth's mistake. Eight seconds to go. That's odd. I think that tie is going to play a role in um, – it's going to play a role somewhere in the race. That half game, one way or the other, I think it's going to play a role. Um, so that, that's that's uh, that's what I find interesting about that tie yesterday. Ties play odd roles in seasons, and in a um, in a. Um, Donovan McNabb moment. The vast majority of uh, of uh, Steelers didn't know you could play for a tie. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. I mean, Najee Harris did not know you could tie in the
1: NFL. Didn't know. You know, I am amazed every year of of NFL players that just don't know the overtime rule. <laughs> yeah, but
0: you have to remember, like especially for a young player, they've never played in a tie.
1: But either way, you got to be—you have to know the rules, or be explained the rules. I mean, one would think that's common sense.
0: <laughs> I'm just telling you that that's—I mean—they don't play for ties.
1: Now, of course, the t- I think ties should be done with in the NFL. That's a different argument, but I mean, when you go into a new league, it's like it's like knowing the rules of your workplace. You got to know what what circumstances you're in, what game situations you're in. I'm sorry, that's inexcusable to me, and it's just baffling to me that how many players just don't know about the ties. It's who they
0: are, man who they are. Um that's yeah, that's, that's who they are. They just they're they so locked into what they do that they don't see the the overall big picture most of the time as to you know how it plays out. Just don't <laughs> uh which is remarkable. Uh, Rob Beard Temple is going to join us on the show tomorrow. We're going to talk about the possibility of a baseball strike. And, again, it's all about business. And there was – I can't remember the movie. And in the movie – in the movie, one of the individuals looks at the owner or the general manager, one to the two, he says, you know, every time I call it a sport, you call it a business. Every time I call it a business, you call it a sport. Um, uh, and that's what I think we're dealing with here when it comes to Major League Baseball. The fans want it to be a sport. They want it to be entertaining. It's what attracts them. The business part does not attract a single fan. It doesn't attract any fan. It's the sport. It's the game. It's the excitement of it. It's the result of it. It's the great moments, the great plays that attract the fan. The business part doesn't attract the fan. Yet everywhere you turn, what part is being thrown in the face of the fan all the time? It's the business part of it over and over again. This baseball thing, they botched this up, which, to their credit, they have the ability to do. Um, you know, if, if this thing starts and you go in and start into the next season, there's a lockout, holdout, you know, strike, whatever it may be, it's going to turn the fans off in a sport that can't afford to have fans turned off. All right? And... Everything now is you know money is great. I mean let's look at the corner office. It's I mean Okay. Gordon Gecko over there. <laughs> Greed is good. Uh okay. But that's not what attracts people to watching sports. They wanna see great players, great plays, they wanna win, they wanna see winning. The money part of it the money part's the part that turns them off. that what is the overriding you know part of this that uh, that are concerning the money part got to get ours like okay you got to get yours how many people are going to turn off in the process while you get yours and i'm talking about owners and players owners we got to get ours players we got to get ours the fans looking around saying there's a triangle that makes up sports okay the two elements of the triangle that get all the attention are the players and ownership and management where's the fan come in yeah, LeBron James, hey man. No players, no game. Very true. But guess what? No owners to pay players, no game. Oh, and by the way, just so you make it make it very straight for you. Okay? No fans, no game. If people aren't tuning in to watch, why do TV networks want to bid? If fans aren't showing up at ballparks, rinks, and stadiums and arenas, why open the doors? 40% of the gate is critical in every sport. They get 40% of their money from the gate. You can't keep looking at that 40%. Per- oh, and by the way, the other 60 percent's from media and so forth, guess who's paying the cable bills? Baseball's got to be careful. They don't turn the fan base off because they almost ruined the whole thing in 94, and they may be close again.